All right. Now we need to make sure everybody knows this is the spoiler podcast. For oh. what? What are we spoiling? Infinity War, but John yeah. Paul, th- th- that's a spoiler to so the spoiler right there. It's a spoiler to the spoiler? Yeah. That's okay. Now I know you're going to spoil this thing. Yeah. You didn't want me before that. Well, but now you've spoiled the fact that I've spoiled it for you with a spoiler. Oh. Yeah. Hey. Exactly. Uh, yeah, that's good. Okay. But anyone listening, seriously, if you don't want to know a thing about Infinity War, not a thing, do not listen any further than this moment in time. Because at any second, or go on social media for that matter. Yeah. Because at, at any moment now, past what I just said three seconds ago, I could spoil anything. I could tell you how Superman zipped in at the end to save the day. And thank God he didn't do that because that would have been maybe horrible. I could tell you how Dark Side came in and said Pretender and punch Thanos out and um, those kind of things. You know, you being foolish already. Don't pop out the show. But I can stop, start the show. I can start the show. You are listening to the Old Titans, the spoiler podcast supreme for Avengers Infinity War. This is one of your hosts, John Paul. This is the main host, B-Man. The main host? The mean host. The okay. main, the main, I said mean, main. The mean host. And I, no, you're, the, you're the mean one. You're the mean uh, one. Uh, okay, okay. So, we are talking today, after we do our question of the week and news stuff, we'll probably try to keep those shorter. Right. So we can really spend the bulk of the time. Which is not that long, probably in general. Right. But you know, we want people to be able to listen to this on their drive to work. Yeah, we want you know we want them to be able to listen to it in a 30, 45 minute time frame. It's better than the other show, DC Rush Hour, right? Yeah, and I hadn't done that in ages. <laughs> I need to. I need to get back to it. I don't blame you. I, I need to get back to it. It's just yeah, one of those things. But okay. that being said, Avengers: Infinity War. All reviews, all spoiler. Our reviews, not our reviews. Our reviews. Yes. Yeah, not all reviews. Our reviews. Our yes. thoughts. Our feelings. Our. Okay, so we're going to start though with the question of the week from last time. So, what is the B Man question? Simple question. I'm talking about the DC streaming service. It's coming out. Um, when's coming out? It released day, right? They didn't give a date. It's sometime this year, but they haven't given okay. it a date. We know the show's coming out already. There's five announced, and yep. we know the shows we've seen. If you're ahead of DC or even part of the DC world, and you can introduce a show that really hasn't been done before, or something original, but part of the DC universe, what would it be? All right, so I got three ideas. I'm gonna make them quick. These, okay. they don't try. These are not like I didn't try to think of something original that ooh, no one's ever put Swamp Thing and Howard the Duck together. I'm not trying to get that weird and original. I just wanted to come up with stuff that has not been done, like you said, has not been done, and I think they could pull off on a budget that they would spend on a TV show. You know, think Daredevil budget, right? Legends of Tomorrow budget, okay? Shield budget, that type of thing. Because there's, believe me, if budget was not an object. I'd, I'd go wilder. No, that's cool. Okay. That's cool. So, third place. Third place for this is a World War II era All-Star Squadron. So, the JSA, once World War II started and some of them enlisted in the armies and were out there fighting the Nazis and all that good stuff, the All-Star Squadron was the team at home keeping everybody safe. Okay. And you had, you know, the Green Lanterns and Our Mans and all those kind of people in it. Gotcha. So, but I like the World War II setting. Kind of like I like Captain America and Wonder Woman and all yeah. that stuff. Um, my second place, Ralph and Sue Dibney, the elongated man himself, in a detective show, 80s style. I brought this up to before that I think it'd be a great show, doing an 80s style, you know, Scarecrow, Mrs. King, Moonlighting, Remington Steel, one of those style detective shows, mm-hmm. but do it with Ralph and Sue Dibney. And he has his powers, you know, that's the twist, okay. is he has his stretching powers. I think it'd be a fun show. My number one, the blue and the gold, Blue Beetle and Booster Gold, Buddy Cop show basically i want the blue and the gold i know you do i know you do and that, that makes me sad i had two actually okay options. hey good, good um number one i was actually gonna go kind of the detective story kind of like you but okay. different different detective all right the question i'll be great question i think is it'd be very low budget yeah um but it can be done well because this is one detective show and i'd probably use montoya too as well well I, well i want to add one thing out of there we were actually detective? having this discussion last week at the comic shop about the question Really? This came up. Uh, they, we were talking about Arrow right now, and you've got Richard Dragon um, in that, and it's not Richard Dragon. I'm sorry. They, they did not do Dr- uh, Richard Dragon well for um, Arrow. That, He's sorry. dead now, isn't he, in the comics? Um, with Rebirth and yeah, yeah, 52 that. and all, I, I, I'm not sure. Okay. But go back to Denny O'Neill classic question run the denny o'neill run on the question was absolutely the best run so i'd leave it vic sage but he was trained by richard dragon 
martial artist, all this kind of stuff. We said, you know, the guy they cast in it, while he's a good actor, was not good at this part. How would you feel about this? Because that part would be small. It could be recurring two or three times in the season, but it'd be small except for the first episode. And cast Chuck Norris as Richard Dragon. And I'm going to move on, actually. To another I one. think no, that would be you, fantastic. You're delaying this from Chuck Norris. Visually, it looks great. Visually, it would be a perfect fit. I don't know how the acting would be. It's Chuck Norris. Yeah, exactly. You see Chuck Norris, we see, we see Chuck, he's Chuck Norris on screen. Yeah, That's what but, he is. But wouldn't you okay. like to see him training the well, question? Okay, okay. Second, keep so. going, keep and going. Number one, the original goth emo king and queen themselves, Sandman and Death. Oh, okay. I think these are Neil Gaiman stories or Gaiman, whatever his name is, stories. Yeah, Gaiman, yeah, yeah. These stories. He had a fantastic run yeah. that lasted, how I many years that last? It started, it went up through issue, I don't know, 80 or 90 or Yeah, something just like an that. amazing run. I think that'd be a fun story. Well, fun. Be, well, I'm not really, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. I wouldn't really go fun, but it'd be interesting. Yes, oh, it'd be entertaining. You'd be definitely entertained. Yeah. It was a great story. Well, they keep trying to do it. They've tried to do movies. They've tried to do HBO series. And I don't know the current status, actually. They did like a spinoff, Lucifer spinoff, which has been successful on a, was yeah. a Fox, I think. Yeah, that? it's on Fox. And that's definitely a spinoff out of the gaming version of all of that. Right, so I think Sandman and Death, you both of them. I mean, it's one of these days somebody will finally do it. Yeah. Um, I'm sure if Alan Moore was listening, he would say, no, it was written for the comics. Don't do that. But even though he didn't have anything to do with it directly. He He's would, still complaining. He was going to complain. Alan Moore's complaining right now about something right now. There's, there's a Something DC related probably. Probably, yeah. There's a bird flying in his house. Like, Why did I admit that for the... He's a strange man. Yeah. All right. So we, got, news. we got some good ones. We got some good ones. I think of all those, my favorite actually might... Outside of wanting to see Booster and Beetle, I think the question might yeah. be the most fun of those shows. Look at me with my dominating the DC cool. question right there. That's good. That's good. All right. A little bit of news for us. So I'm going to go with the non-Marvel news first, which is very short. I don't have any news items on here. Right. But just so we can end with one that leads into our main topic. So Bill and Ted. Part three. Part three. Bill and Ted Face the Music is the official title. Oh, they- unless they change it. That's the official title right now. I am excited. Yeah, Bill and Ted Face the Music. That's this actually a pretty good great. title for it. Mm-hmm. I, I like it. Um, I don't know how they're going to deal with the fact that George Carlin is dead. Will they try to do something in the story? I hope they don't recast him. Let's leave that alone. Yeah, recast, no. But if they could figure out... Actually, I read something, and I don't know if... This isn't what I read, but it gave me an idea. Because of the time travel feature, if they could do something like they did with the Trouble with Tribbles when they had the Deep Space Nine cast, go back and they inserted them into the old footage... If you could, ins- if you could take the current Keanu Reeves and I'm blanking on the other actors, Alex name. Winter, I think. Thing, yeah, if you take that, the current Bill and Ted, and in their time traveling, they land in a scene where Rufus and the young Bill and Ted are there, and not necessarily interacting, but having to work around them, so you can at least have Rufus in the scene. And it's just old footage, actually, but if you could have that work, that- having like deleted footage that we didn't see and use that, like did for, um, and that would be great. Savannah Tui boot when they did that. The Richard Donner Yeah. Cut? That would be cool. That would be, uh, so, be kind of cool if they did that. Stuff yeah. like okay. that would be okay. Okay. All right, so there's one. Um, okay, we get his name massacred here. I'm sure I'm not going to say this right. But Hath, Hathor Bjornsson? Anyway, also known as The Mountain. What is yes. his name in, um, in the show, in uh, Game of Thrones? That camera. Clegane? Uh, Gregor? Yeah, Gregor. Yeah, Gregor. Okay. See Gregor. So, The Mountain. Yes. Um, he has just been crowned the 2018 World's Strongest Man. Yeah, he took that from me. I'm pretty upset by from that. You? Oh, okay. My title had for like I seven years in a row. Well, I didn't know. I didn't know that. Anyway, I think it was kind of cool that um, not only is he playing a character that's supposed to be like that, he really is that in real life. And he is the first athlete ever to win the World's Strongest Man, Europe's Strongest Man, and the Arnold Strongman Classic in the same year. So kind of a triple crown winner there. And he knows having a really bad day, John Paul. That lady is yelling shame because yeah. she's with him all day long now. <laughs> well, there we go. So there's that. Um, one other piece of non-Marvel, Marvel-y news, although it it dives into Marvel, Comcast. You heard of Comcast, right? I've heard of them, yes. They're considering placing a bid on Fox. Yes, I've heard that as well. Which I think the chances of them upsetting the deal are pretty small, but... There is the possibility that could upset the deal, and I'm not sure how I feel about it. At the end of the day, Disney always find a way to win. Disney just fight Comcast at that point. <laughs> okay, if, fine, by all of it. If you could work it so that Comcast bought Fox, but as part of the deal, the Marvel characters were returned and sold back to, you know, kind of a split deal. 
those were returned back to Marvel and Disney. And everything else that Fox owns, when you get into stuff like Alien and all the rest, go to Comcast. Because I am worried about Disney being way too much of a monopoly on every property that's worth yeah, anything. Disney in the world. might reboot Firefly. They smart enough to do that. They love rebooting. Except Universal has that one. Yeah, even though it showed on Fox, Universal owns the rights. No kidding. So, yeah. Didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. So I, I, but either way, I, so I'm kind of torn on whether I want them to get involved or not. Okay. But anyway, kind of, kind of a neat bit of news. All right. So now getting into some Avengers news. I got two bits. Um, one Avengers at last last time I looked, which was the end of the weekend. So I, well, before we do that, updated. actually, yeah. One quick question for you, John. Yeah, yeah. Cobra Kai came out. Oh, haven't seen it. Really? I need to see it. I need to. I the love first Friday two Kid. episodes are free on YouTube. Then you had to get into the YouTube Red thing. Yeah. And I watched the first two. I personally loved them. Yeah. My wife was bored beyond belief, but I <laughs> thought they were really entertaining. I, it's just a really good spin. Yeah. Or one of the How long were each episode? 25 minutes, give or okay. take. Okay, so it's like sitcom. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. And it, it, it is kind of like a sitcom. Well, not really a sitcom, but it, it's a lot of humor. It's that length. Yeah, yeah, it's that just a lot of fun. All right. So far. So, yeah. So, anyways, my one goes. All right, so Avengers, through the weekend, it's second weekend. $1.2 billion worldwide, which by now is probably 1.3 or or more. So ridiculous amounts of money. I mean, you can just picture the executives at um, Disney diving into the pots of gold and um, Scrooge McDuck's vault or whatever. You can just, you know, it's, it, is that more money than Suicide Squad made? It's more money than anything has made almost. It, it's definitely okay. fast. At this point in time... Yeah, I'm not going to get baited here. This is gonna, <laughs> yeah, it, but it honestly is. No, it's good for them. They they are raking in the cash. Yes. And the big question is, will they hit $2 billion? Absolutely. I think if Deadpool was starting this coming weekend, the answer would be no. I think that would shave off just enough. They wouldn't make it. Because each week there's going to be a drop. Right. In the view at this point. This week, there's nothing that's going to pull from this. There's movies that start. There could be some that people enjoy. But there's nothing that's going to pull away from this movie. And next weekend is, you know, the, the next one is when um, Deadpool starts, if I remember right. And it actually blows my mind because when I heard Black Panther still doing pretty well in theaters right mm-hmm. now. Which is funny because it just came out on digital yesterday. Yeah. It's like, so, I don't know. Oh, I actually listened to a podcast yesterday. Not only is it doing well, but going into Avengers opening, like the week before yeah. Avengers opened, it was um, in eighth or ninth place. Avengers 3 opening pulled Black Panther back up to number five. You serious? So, for the first, I think they said, uh, the, if the podcast I was listening to was correct, um, for the first time ever, Marvel had two movies in the top five at the same time. Or two, the first time since, like, like the first year or two of, of the thing. Okay. So, okay. it's kind of it's cool. It is. Um, and that $1.2 does not include two little bitty, you know, you know, Worldwide stuff starts at different times. Some of these are inconsequential. So I don't know if these two countries will have anything to add to the total. But there's a little country called um, um, Russia and another small country. I don't think they have any people in it. Um, China, I think is their name. They haven't got it yet, huh? They haven't gotten it yet. Wow. So I think $2 billion is a given. $2 I, I billion, think it is a given, yes. Absolutely. I think they're going to hit that. And good for them. Oh, I mean, just in general. Because it's going to help every superhero movie that right. you know, anybody proposes. I just wish it was a better movie. But that being said, we're going to get to the review. You're in a not minute. baiting me, jump on your no, wrong opinion. No, no, no. Um, one last bit of news. Yes, I do think this this one's ridiculous. I have a feeling you're going to agree with me on this one. Okay. So one of the two directors, one of the Russo brothers, um, says the Hulk, which yeah, you know, I'm not going to say spoiler warning, but just you know, this is the beginning of spoiler stuff. The Hulk is in this movie for a few moments, and then there's no more Hulk. The Hulk won't come out to play anymore. Right. According to the director, it's not because he's afraid. He's not coming out because he's tired. The director, who the directors wrote and directed and created this movie, they're the ones who know what they meant in the movie. They said the reason the Hulk won't come out is he's tired of all the time he's been protecting Banner, and it's time for Banner to deal with stuff on his own. Okay. I think that's the stupidest reason in the world. Well, I can think of stupider reasons. Like, Martha! Shut up. Go ahead and read the <laughs> That's it. That, that was the last of the news items. That was the last one. All right. So you have now seen the movie. I have, yes. Okay. So I, I will ask the, the dumb question. What did you think of it? I thought it was the perfect setup movie for a sequel. 
I think it was. Um, I know it's not part one or part two. Let's be real. It's part one and part two. Yeah. Only, they originally announced it as part one and part two. Right. This is part one and part two. And they took away that title this when movie, other movies started bombing with a part one, part two. This movie was the first time I've been in the movie theater in a very long time. Where after the, everything ended, the audience was sat there stunned. Everybody was stunned. Everybody is talking about this movie right now. Everybody should be talking about this movie right now. It was not perfect. No movie's, no movie's perfect. Yeah. Unless you kind of like the original Pro. <laughs> I mean, that one's perfect. Um, there's a couple of Hitchcocks. Very, yeah. yeah, a couple. Yeah, like, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, not what you mean. There were many great parts of this movie. Many, many great parts. Um, entertaining. It was the Empire Strikes Back of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. See, you mentioned that to me the other day. Okay, now go ahead and, and okay. counter this. Here's where I disagree, because I, I think, as a reminder to everybody, if you didn't pick up on my comment earlier, I really didn't enjoy the movie. Right. Okay. Again, I didn't enjoy it. Again. And this is not about quality of production or anything like that. I mean, all the actors did a good job. Production quality really high. Right. You would hope if they're spending four hundred plus million dollars per day, or it's not that much. I mean, you know, right. I think it's four hundred thousand. Sorry, four hundred thousand dollars per day or something for a lot of days. And they went over budget and all this kind of stuff. You would hope production qualities are good. All that aside, you'd mentioned the Empire Strikes Back thing. Right. However, at the end of Empire Strikes Back, I don't remember feeling completely depressed i remember thinking there's hope again remember i know chapter four episode four was a new hope but at the end of star Wars, at the end of empire strikes back there was still where was that some hope? level of hope this would happen in the empire strikes back luke lost his arm Han hand, only his hand only his hand not an arm he's not thor thor okay. is not his arm. he lost his hand um hansel is possibly gone for good um they're on the run Where's the hope? All right, so you, you need got, to de- deconstruct the heroes to build up hope. So you got La- Lando and Chewie going out. We're talking out. about right, 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 Lando and Chewie going out to rescue Han. They're going to meet Luke there. I mean, they, they have a plan for moving forward. There, there was a, a moment of hope, a glimmer of hope, including the music that, you know, with them standing in front of the thing, the, you know, that kicks in the Star Wars music and the fanfare. The John, you can't you can't tell me John Williams' music doesn't give you hope when you hear it. I mean, that's just a factor of John Williams' music. Okay. So this did not have any of that. This had nothing but down and then further down and then further down and then end on, oh, bad guy won and no, that's see, it, huh? see, this, No, That's see, the end. No, no, no. See, it's the way you're saying that right there. This is a movie because people are complaining Marvel's just this way and you're one of the people as well. It's like, you know, Marvel just, they have one cookie cutter way. I've complained about it as well. They have completely changed that. This movie just was completely different. This movie, we saw the bad guy come in there, and these heroes that we followed and came so attached to for the last decade destroyed them. Just destroyed them all with ease. Yeah. And it was brilliant because no comic book movie in history, not even Watchmen, could do that. Let's be real. That's true. He went in there and destroyed these guys, people that we've been following for all these years, people that we've fallen in love with all these years that we that we just like the Walking Dead, we saved Walking Dead for a couple of years we yeah, should yeah. have. So attached to these characters and he just destroyed them. And it doesn't hurt you just a little bit and like, oh Becca went okay with him. Like what? Like what like what do you mean? Nothing there was to me, Loki dying at the beginning. Right. Hurt. Absolutely. That one was an emotional death there. Right. Uh, that one was written very well. Right. That whole opening scene I thought was done well, except for the saving Hulk thing. I did call, the, like, I did call Loki dying, by the way. Hmm? I did call Loki dying. Oh, okay. That's my prediction. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> One of so, the few right. yeah. so I will say that opening scene was very good. Right. Um, at the end, because it's so obvious that, well, this is temporary. A complaint we've all had. Everybody in the industry, even people who love Marvel better than anything else that ever existed, have complained that Marvel is too loose with the killing tons of people and bringing them all back moments later, a page later, one book later, or whatever. This was, it was very clear from the very first person that dissolves to the last, well, but okay, yeah, the, this, the, this is very temporary. The, the, the There's no that, emotional though. connection. The, okay, two things are wrong right there. Number one, if you don't follow the comic book, like Infinity Gauntlet, would half the heroes just disappeared, like he did right there in the movie, you'd be, people would be upset. What happened? All these heroes would be gone. All these guys are dead. If you don't do that, then you're not paying tribute to the comic. So people, they take heat for that. They pay tribute to this comic by doing that. Number two, if you tell me that last Spider-Man death, begging for his life, 
and you're a father holding your little kid because you see Spider-Man as a kid. The other yeah. heroes, my God, what's going on? Whatever. He's begging for his life as Iron Man's holding him. You don't feel any emotional attachment whatsoever to that. Then you have no heart, John Paul. You have no heart. That's Spider-Man. That's Spider-Man. That's a teenage Spider-Man begging for his life and he's disappearing. That's heart wrenching. Again, just because you know, like, if nothing else, because we know for the next four or five years the exact movie release schedule, we know there's a Black Panther 2 coming. We know there's another Spider-Man coming. We know there's but, another this. Okay. We know these are all coming back. We know it's one year from now. They all well, come back in a blaze of glory. Batman for Superman. When Superman died, you're like, oh, man, they killed Superman. You knew he's coming back. Who cares? What's the point of doing anything in this, these movies? You know, James, why do you see James Bond movie? You know James Bond's not going to die. You can just say the day in the movie. What's the point of seeing those, John Paul? I mean, you're yeah, literally, I mean, you're making... The point, a, the point of seeing James, like James Bond, the point of seeing it is watching, one, is the the banter between Bond and the villain, if it's a good one, like a Goldfinger or Scaranga and um, Man of the Golden Gun or something like kill? that. Hmm? Not License to Kill? Maybe. No, no. Okay. But with certain ones, you watch it for that, you watch it for the cool gadgets, you watch it for the intricate plots... You don't. You know going in. It's like a romantic comedy. You know going in, these two characters are going to end up together. Okay. You watch it for the journey. Right. This one, the, the journey, journey was all downhill. To right. Nothing. It was a build up to a, a, a huge battle in the next movie where the D-list heroes would come out there and, and fight this guy. Yeah, I on, just on the on the brink of. Uh, I just thought that if they were going to do that, I would have paced it differently. I would have left this movie with some glimmer of hope, something. Adam Warlock. It's Adam, right? Yes. Okay. Adam Warlock appearing at the end saying, Heroes, don't give up hope. There is a path forward. You know, some some kind of something. Give us some kind of... Basically, the heartbeat. At the end of Batman vs. Superman, not only did you have Bruce and Diana off to the side saying they're going to gather everybody together, but a focus on the dirt on the coffin, and there was a heartbeat right before the credits start rolling. You want some moment of hope. Something that's... There's a reason to come back. This one ended literally with the the bad guy so sitting the, on his porch, drinking Lipton tea, happily ever after, almost. I mean, you're not, you're not doing that, by the way. You're not doing that at all. I mean, that's the feeling, though. That's almost the. It, I have no problem with a bad guy winning. I think it's about time bad guy won. Yeah. I mean, why is it so bad that a bad guy wins a movie or a superhero movie? Bad guys win movies all the time. But I mean, no, they nobody was expecting this. This movie. I mean, think of it. When was the last? Movie, any comic movie, where people were just talking about it and just stunned that we need to talk about this. People need to talk about this movie. And that's what I get, don't get is I, I have not seen all those people talking about it. I see everybody posting online on Facebook, I was stunned, but then they don't talk about it. I see people saying this, that, or the other. You're talking about how people sat in the movie theater. Right. In my movie theater, which was fairly full, credits rolled, people got up and started walking out and were talking back and forth. About the movie, probably. Some were, and some, I mean, I. Yeah, I wasn't listening to every conversation. I know at least I know at least one person was talking about the baby that was in the theater that was crying. That how could those people bring a baby well, in here? Yeah, I heard that, that conversation. That's infuriating. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Yeah, it didn't really disturb much because the movie's loud enough. We don't hear the baby, but it's there were other conversations going on other than about the details. But you know, it's just... see, I I honestly think, man, I think this is overwhelming jealousy of your part. I really do. No, because I I really enjoy Avengers one. Love right. Avengers one. Two, not so much. Um, Two wasn't as bad as people say it is. Two was decent. But definitely not, not one quality, quality of Avengers 1. Right, I agree. Um, I finally read Infinity Gauntlet. Okay. Two nights ago. Okay. I, 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 bought the, I went out and bought the trade paperback. I would let you borrow, by the way. That's all right. That's okay. I, Alex wanted a copy, and you know, that's fine. Alex is John Paulson, by the way. Yes. Uh, yes. So we got a copy, sat down, read it. Was excited because it had, you know, a big history like Secret Wars, um, mm-hmm. Crisis of Infinite Earths, right. all this kind of stuff. George Perez doing the art. Um, Jim Starlin, who's a good writer, doing the writing. I so did not enjoy that story. Of course you didn't. didn't no, for quarter. different reason. For, no, for different reason, though. This was one of the poorest written comics I've ever read. It was right back in the 90s. All those comics were poorly written. Oh. The words changed since then. But... Every single scene was just people sitting around talking. I mean, the be- one thing that was very different on this, from the very first page, Thanos already has the Infinity Gauntlet. Okay. He has it from page one. Not that that's a problem. I'm just saying he has it from page one. And the first three or four or five pages is just him sitting around 
Mephisto Han- talking, yeah. talking and it flashes back and forth with some other characters whatever but every time it comes back to them it's just oh do you remember the time when you died and then you came back and do you remember the time and do you remember the time <laughs> show us the stuff don't just talk about it show versus tell that's it's a big story element you're not supposed to just so you need a visual talk. okay i got you okay so anyways back to the movie but anyway so i would i would just say that at least my disappointment in this story it is not limited to just the movie it is the comic too which did they were very different they were very different but um i wouldn't go very different with the eye different yes well i mean the the overall everybody the, the snap everybody dying or disintegrating or right. whatever happened in the first third of the book of infinity gauntlet Probably so two thirds almost not quite but almost two thirds of it they were gone right here it took to the very last scene right of so basically the halfway point okay and you know they're all going to come back before the last scene of the of the second movie maybe i'm not sure about that i would i would hope they would i hope not but go ahead but anyway okay so go ahead we'll, we'll complain next I'm, I'm i'm interested in these complaints of yours john paul Interested in complaints. Well, yes. well, first, I'm going to mention one thing I really enjoyed in the movie. I want okay. you to mention one thing you were disappointed in because there has to be at least one. I had stuff I enjoyed. There's probably at least one thing you're disappointed in. I'll, I'll go first though. And I already mentioned I'm not going to count the Loki scene and all that at the beginning. I thought that was really well done. But no, Spider-Man when Peter is on the bus. Even though I complained about Spider-Man Homecoming or whatever, that bus scene with his friend caused the distraction. Him getting out, Stanley's, you know, brief appearance. And then him swinging in to you know, help try to save the day, even though you right. know, none of them saved the day at that moment. His journey into space, holding on, um, the iron spider suit coming up and catching him. And you think for a moment, oh, he's out of it. He's not going to be, you know, because I'd forgotten trailer scenes right. I'd seen in the trailer. And then you actually do see him still climbing up and prying open and getting inside the unit to go along. That was a very, very... Very well done, Spider-Man moment. Right. Him, at the last moment, getting inside the big donut ship thing. I don't know if they, I don't know if they have a name. They called it a donut in the thing is why I call it that. But him, knowing he's out of his element, but still taking that next step was a very Spider-Man moment. Okay. It was kind of like him um, fighting, um, uh, who's the Herald of Galactus that he fought? Fire. Silver Surfer? No, oh, Fire the, something. Uh, I know you're talking about. I can think of his name. But you know, you know what I'm talking yeah. about. That whole, that was in an event, well, half in Spider-Man, half in Avengers. But okay. when, when he fought him. Firestar? No, no it's not Firestar. Yeah, not that's Spider-Man's Amazing Friends, too. Yeah. But Fire Lord. Fire okay. Lord. That was a very Spider-Man scene. I, I love that. that. That scene was great. I agree. So, so was there anything that you were disappointed? If there was not, and, there and wasn't. No, I mean, but was there anything always, you were disappointed? I was disappointed. I'm just kind of like, eh, that probably shouldn't happen that way. And again, this is just nitpicking. Because you can nitpick any movie, essentially. Um, you know, early in the movie, you saw Thanos just trash Hulk. Yeah. No problems at all, right? Right, right. At the end of the movie, when he has a couple uh, gems on and stuff like that, he faces Captain America. Captain America actually puts up a fight with him. Yeah. Kind of like, well, you know, that probably, if he throws Hulk around like Hulk's a baby, Cat doesn't have much of a short chance here. Yeah, no, I... So, and then I was like, okay, that, yeah. that's stretching the... But, again, that's just nitpicking. Other than that, I thought it was great. Well, here's a, okay. here's a um, no. nit, nit to pick. This is This is tiny. But I thought with as much money as they spent, they should have done a little bit better job on a few of the CGI scenes. Oh, no, no, no. You can't say There's that, There's a few JP. of those. But the biggest one was at the end, Bruce looked so bad in the armor no, standing it, there with everybody what, else. You can watch a clip of that. The armor is proportionate. It's correct. His head's supposed to barely stick out of that. That's, it's proportionate. Head barely sticking out is fine. It was just there was something where it looked matted wrong in the scene. But anyway, that, that was one. It was tossed around quite a bit. The other so. is more of a story element. That one was a technical element. The other is a story element. You're Hemdel. You're dying. You hope for one last moment of power to save. Hey, I try to save everybody I could. But if you can save one, do you save the son of your glorious leader? The one that all hope would rest in? Or this green monster creature? You said the green monster creature back home. Yeah, I know, but... Why did Hemdall save Hulk instead of saving Thor? Because Thor, he probably figured Thor could stay, stay alive out, out of space. Which, he, in fact, he did. Whoa. Yes. So but... he sent the creature back home where he belonged in the hope that the goddess stay alive, which he did. So Hemdall was actually correct. 
So by him being correct, you have a problem with that? You have a problem with this God knowing more than I you really know, John Paul? Think, I really don't think he thought it through in that manner. Really? He don't have no idea. You don't really, have a God, John Paul. I really think it was the writers going, we can't use Silver Surfer to crash down into Doctor Strange's place. Because that's it's supposed to be Silver Surfer that crashed. Right, right, right. We can't have him. So we need somebody. So they went that direction because they wanted to put Thor the Guardians at some point. I think it was all... We have to achieve these two or three points. No, so no. who's left? See again, that is extremely. Let me let me tell you part here. All right. Okay. okay. Going to Justice League. Okay. Which Justice you loved League. Justice League. You loved it. Yeah, really. Enjoyed um, it, really. It wasn't a good movie, but anyways, Justice League. The CGI in the movie was ten times worse than Avengers. Ten times worse than Avengers. Not even close. Not even close. Number okay. two, main plot points. Even the problem with the Hemdale in there. Yeah. I was pointed out the other day. I watched it twice and don't need to watch the movie again. To me, it was like, oh, okay, this movie isn't that great. I think I've seen it four times now, but okay. Uh, anyways. Yeah. This is pointed out yesterday. I totally forgot about this point. Batman fights off uh, Thanos's, well, not Thanos, not Dark Thanos. Side's little. Steppenwolf. What, what's the flying thing called? Oh, the Parademons? Yeah, sure. Yeah, fights okay. on them. Yeah. Catches them, thing blows up. There's a map right there that thing blows up. I'm like, what the heck? There's literally like this. I found this, this guy blew up and luckily gave this map of what should go wrong and what's about to happen. Luckily, when you kill somebody, that thing blows up and gives you a map of what's about to happen. You let that, you're okay with that. Nonsense. It was weird. It's complete nonsense. But you're complaining about this. They're very, very different mm-hmm. elements, too. Was that weird that a parademon blowing up would leave behind a picture of mother boxes? Stupid. Yeah. It's stupid. It's, it's very weird. It's stupid. However, that was not a character making a decision. That was a writer somewhere making a decision. A character in the story making a decision. Yes, a writer had to write what they were doing, but Hemdall's decision was just stupid. No, it wasn't. It worked. You can't say a decision is stupid if it works, John Paul. Yeah, but what if he had saved Thor? Think maybe things could have been better? I think maybe. You don't know. He, he made a split-second decision, and the decision he made worked. And at that moment, Loki, who's the only one who knew where the stone was, was still alive. I'm not going to trust Loki. Nobody can trust Loki. That's, why, that's, that Loki's, that's Loki's signature that so nobody can trust Loki. You can't send Loki to Earth. Loki's trying to take over Earth. Send him somewhere. You can send him wherever. Just His him decision worked. He sent a creature that people would know who he is, who knows Earth perfectly. He, Bruce Banner knows Earth better than Thor knows him. He knows Earth better than Loki knows Earth. Sent him there, who's a genius, and hopefully get across. He made a decision that worked, and you're upset about that. So go ahead. Yeah, yeah I'm upset because it was a dumb decision. It was, it, you can't say dumb decisions are dumb decisions when they work, John Paul. You can't say that. There's there's getting lucky, or there's just poor writing. This one, I think, is just poor writing. Okay, well, we disagree on that. Go ahead. Go more and more okay. foolish complaints. Now, the worst part of the movie. Okay, worst part of the movie. Anything that had to do with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Again, this is John Paul's opinion only. Yes. Go ahead. But anything that had to do with the Guardians, which was one-third of the movie. This was three movies. You had one-third of the movie that was Doctor Strange and Iron Man and Spider-Man in space doing their thing. You had one-third of the movie that was Captain America and Black Panther and such on Earth. And you had one-third of the movie that was Thor and the Guardians of the Galaxy in space. And yes, you did have a couple of times where characters split up or did different things. But in general, those are your three different uh, movies going on. Okay. That felt nothing like each other at all. It was almost like there were three completely separate movies that somebody decided to cram together. Again, like Justice League, had two different directors, totally from different areas, of, and felt totally blended different. better than this. Not at all. Oh, not at all. Blended oh my so god, biases is horrible. It blended Jeez. better than these three this sections. This is the worst biasism in the world. Okay, go ahead. Go, keep talking. Okay. Keep talking. And the section and Thor in some scenes felt like the Thor from Thor one and Thor two. Okay. Many times he's around the Guardians, he felt like the Thor from Thor Ragnarok, where they had dumbed him down. The Nimitz dumbed him down. The stupid joke Thor thing from Thor 3, he just felt like they had removed 50 IQ points from him for whatever. Never. Never That's was. That's what it felt. That's and I'm with you on Thor. Our opinions Thor Ragnarok was almost identical. But the whole, I mean, what was he kept calling um, Rocket Raccoon? Like Bunny or Rabbit yeah, or whatever. Yeah. He knows the difference between a rabbit why would he know the difference between a rabbit and a raccoon? Why would he know that? Why wouldn't he know that? He hasn't been on Earth that long. He never really was on Earth all that much. He's been on Earth enough, plus he's been around for how many thousands of years? Wasn't it like a couple thousand years or something? So all the creatures in this world, he knows the difference between a rabbit, 
No, I, I can he see. He knows it's not a bunny rabbit. He knows it's not a bunny rabbit. It was dumb. The whole bunny thing was dumb. I will say this. My exception to the whole Guardians thing. Rocket Raccoon, I would go watch a movie with just him. Leave Groot out. I don't want Groot. But just what's Rocket. What's wrong with Groot? Kind of limited dialogue. I, he's annoying. I don't like Groot. Okay. Very limited dialogue. And okay, so stupid. The, I agree the dialogue is limited. Yeah. I can't argue with that one. But Rocket himself, I like him. They, they write him very well. He's the only one of the Guardians I like. Okay. And it's weird that the... So you don't like the Guardians? Yeah, I don't like the Guardians. Good. Which is one-third of the movie. Uh, one of the other one-thirds of the movie, I didn't think that Robert Downey Jr. and Benedict Cumberbatch together worked. I thought their personalities were too similar. They should have had them split up and be, you know, one of them be part of the Earth team, one of them part of the space have, team. I think that's a passion of the torch moment. I really do. I think Downey Jr. is done. I think he dies in this movie. I really do. Here, we'll pause on this. Did you, because I honestly did, did you think that he was about to die? Not just about to die, but that, okay, this is the moment they're going to kill off Iron no. Man. No, I knew he'd survive to the last one. I think. I think. I honestly thought that was during they were the movie. Kill him. I know I said Cap died originally. I said no. I think Cap and Iron Man would die the very last one, final battle. I didn't see it coming in. Like I didn't predict it going into the movie, but when they did that, it was like they're actually going to do it. Not part of the everybody dies thing, but they're actually going to kill Iron Man. No. I really, th- I really thought in that moment they were going to do it. I didn't think they were going to. Yeah. Okay. So. Okay, that was just kind of curious what what you thought of that because I really did think that was. That was one that was about to happen. And that one, being different from the other deaths, would have been more of an emotional impact. Absolutely. But again, you, I think you needed Iron Man. With half those heroes going away, a lot of popular ones, you needed Iron Man to sit there and carry the torch. All right, so I've heard some people compare something else. Getting away from the... There's opinion. We're going to have our opinions. Getting away from some of that, examining some of the details. Um, a lot of people have said, since they didn't go the Lady Death route, that um, Gamora yes. kind of fills the role... Of Lady Death in this movie, do you see that? No, no. With the, with the very last scene, when you see Gamora, it's like kind of like very light. This Gamora, this little girl sitting mm-hmm. there. I thought they were going to go the death part of that. Okay, what's your wife in it? It's going to be death. It's going to be death because I waited death to show up. Okay, death never showed up. Yeah, they didn't go there. Um, and maybe this wasn't a whole balancing of the universe. This is really him doing this all for death because he can lie. They know he can lie. Of course yeah. he can lie. Um, so it didn't go that direction. I don't see his death as much. Um, it did humanize Thanos as people thought he didn't love anything. He really did love... I felt that he really did love Gamora at the end of that movie. When he killed her, I could feel that. But he felt he needed to do what he needed to do. All right. Um, so a prediction for the next movie, real quick. Okay. Since I just read Infinity Gauntlet. Right. Do you think Nebula is going to get the gauntlet? Yes. For a brief moment. Just Because she had it for a big chunk of the story. Not in the a comic. big chunk. Oh, it, it felt... I mean... I don't remember how it broke down because it was individual issues. She was tortured and he, was, was, he made, came in at the cosmic element. I remember her yeah, grabbing it or something like that, right? It felt like, and I don't remember how many issues. Say say the original Gauntlet was six issues long. Okay. Let's pretend that's how long it was. It's looking at the thickness of the book. It, for at least one entire issue of that, she had the Gauntlet. Might have been two. Might have been two entire issues. I didn't just do it. I think it's just one. But from the moment she got it, she had it all the way till the very end of the story until they finally get it free and then Warlock gets it. Um, but she had it for a huge chunk of the story. And then there was all the cosmic beings. You, you almost in. have to have her get it. Yeah. At the same point, too, I think Nebula in the comics was more evil than this Nebula was. Because in the comics, like, oh, now she has the gauntlet. That's worse now. Yeah, I remember people saying it was worse. Where I'm like, this one I don't feel like it would be, would be as bad. This Nebula, no. I think, is... They've reformed her somewhat. Yeah, she's been reformed quite a bit, actually. Yeah. They actually made her good as, as the last one goes in. So I don't think it's going to be this bad. No, so I, she almost has to. Unless that's a twist. Unless that's a place where if they intended Gamora to take the place, emotional spot of Lady Death, will they find a different character to fill her spot? So you're now, expecting Nebula to get it, but somebody else does instead. Might be the death. I'm kind of curious if Gamora as a little girl is going to be the next one. Is that, is that going to be the version of Death? I'm kind of curious that'd be, about that. That would be kind of cool if they be, be turned cool. her into Death. Yeah. Um, I hope Gamora comes back. I think she will. I think she's trapped in the soul stone right now. Yeah. I don't think she's actually dead. Yeah, she's trapped in that. Not her body, but her spirit or whatever. Right. Which is fine. That's all I need. Okay. Well, plus, once once somebody comes around and snaps their fingers... Oh, okay. Here's a question. Okay. I don't remember anywhere in the comic or in the movie them saying he had to be able to close his fist or snap or anything else to make the gauntlet work. It was just like, 
the gauntlet gave him power. He could just, right. in the comic, at one point, he wanted something to blow up, and he just, it blew up. Right. He didn't have to do this. There was that iconic moment in the comic where he snaps his finger, and half the universe is dead. Right. They did have that. So that moment was so iconic, they wanted to get to that point in the story right. of him snapping his fingers. But I never saw anything where he I don't, had to do that. Again, that was a change they made for the movie. We yeah. had to close his hand. Because, I believe. I because they kept, in the fight, they kept trying to keep his hand open. Right. But they never even in the movie made it look like he had to do that. I don't remember them saying he well, had to. In the movie, to. They, made, they made sure his hand had to stay open. Well, they, they had it, but... Did they ever say he had to close it to do anything? Or did they just in the all movie, fight? In the movie, they said, don't make sure he doesn't close his hand. They made it a few times. In the comic, I don't recall that at all. Mm-hmm. But it's been years since the comic. Right, I, right. I can't that was, To me, that was one of those... For the fans coming in who've read the comic and know it, they're waiting for the snap. So we're going to write something to the story to build towards the snap. Okay. Well, I don't know. It, cool. just, it was just kind of odd. I thought the whole closing the hand versus not closing the hand was odd. Um, oh, one other moment. Nitpicking, nitpicking. Yes. One other moment. Here's a nit. Here's a nitpick. The other direction. A, a, a really good nitpick. Um, almost a nap pick for size. Um, the dwarf, who is oh, a giant. Yes. Peter Dinklage. One of the best castings in the entire movie. Absolutely. You I thought I, that scene was. You great. and I totally agree. And that shows Dinklage's humor, anyways. Yeah, that was that was perfect. Oh, I did have a question. Okay, did he have metal poured over his hands, or were those? Fake hands that were cast and put on his arms where his hands had been cut off. I couldn't tell which it was supposed to be. What do you mean? In in the movie, his hands were metal. You know, his fists were metal. I, yeah, I'm trying to think. I don't know. And they never really explained that. They, they didn't explain it. You know, he took away my hands or something like that was the phrase. Yeah. But I wasn't sure whether or not those were fake hands, which there'd be no way around to make the fake hands. So I assumed it was metal poured over them. I imagine but, he can make. Well, he's he's a. Maker, he, he creates things. I imagine if anybody can make it, hand it'd be him. Yeah. So I imagine it's, it's just fake. But I, I just wasn't sure which it was. They never really explained it. Okay. And again, you know, I don't think you need to. You can't explain. No, I mean, you don't have to. No, you don't yeah. have to on that. Um, um, any other points you want to bring up about the movie? I just, Good, bad, or otherwise. I think it was again. I think this is a solid setup to the next movie. I, this is everything I wanted it to be. It's creating lots of buzz. You might not hear it. I don't think you. The thing is, I don't think you want to hear the buzz. I really don't. Oh, I hear plenty of people talking about it. I don't hear people sitting around talking about what was me. These characters died. No, they're, they're creating. Like, how could that happen? I think people are so stunned they went that direction. Again, you're blowing it up. You're sure. And that's yeah, that's what blows my mind is the fact that I can't see how anybody can watch these movies from begin- and you watch them all. Yeah. Except Black Panther, well, I believe. Black Panther and Guardians, Guardians Two. Okay. So all those movies you watch up to this point, and you saw these heroes just get decimated, and you're like, oh, whatever. Because you know it, it was done so over the top. It was obviously not real. Not real. Mean. I don't mean like as in it was not an illusion. All of, not all of it was done over the top. But I, I just again, Loki was not over the top. What almost happened to Iron Man was not over the top. But I thought that entire final, everybody dissolving, was just. But well, even it's so still, obvious if, that if it's they'll be all the movie, back here in a few minutes. If you watch the movie with Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, all these characters just get destroyed. Like if this. When Darkseid finally shows up in these movies eventually, which hopefully they reboot the movies before that happens, when Darkseid finally shows up, and if he just destroyed all of them, you'd be shocked. You'd be like, oh my god, this has happened. No, if, if all of them were destroyed, it'd be like, oh, okay, so I wonder how they're all going to come back. That's the very next thought is how's everybody going to come back. In this one, we know they come back because somebody else gets the gauntlet and brings everybody back. Right. This one, we even know how it happens. There, there's no suspense. That's but the problem. Again, there's no suspense, and because there's no suspense, there's no emotional impact. Because there's no suspense, there is no stupidity way to bring him back. The resurrection of Superman was absolutely horrendous. It was it was, it was the stupidest thing I've ever heard. It's like this magic box on Themyscira or whatever it is. Is that right, Themyscira? Well, that's where one of them was. Okay, yeah. okay. The magic box that he has has immense power. So the first thing Batman thinks of, wait, we should back to life now. Like, that's where you went to with this? It was so forced. This isn't forced, John Paul. This is not forced. This is a big setup. Every detail, everything is coming to fruition. And again, I mean, I think it, because it's not DC, you, you just can't accept that. No. No, I, I really do. I think because the fact that you like these, these movies that Suicide Squad, for example, I always bring that up a lot, was one of the worst stories. It was the worst story that fit. And it, the premise of Suicide Squad is terrible. They got the whole premise wrong, that movie premise of so we send these bad guys in so we're clear 
we'll send these bad guys in with military bad backing them up. Okay, so they're not a suicide squad. They're obviously working with you guys. Well, they were a suicide it, squad. They were not a covert squad in this case. Which is what they're, which they're supposed to be. They're supposed to be your, your hand to clean. Bad guys, we didn't do anything wrong. The bad guys did it. We're, we're, we're hand to clean. It's, 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 a, it's a super villain version of Mission Impossible. And they got it completely The wrong. Dirty Dozen. They got it completely kind of stuff. wrong. Yeah. And, but you loved that movie. I really enjoyed and, it. And the story It's not the it. story I would have done first. And exactly. I mean, it's definitely not the story I've done first. I enjoyed it, though. It was, it, was, it, was, it was a... They had the premise wrong. They had the villain wrong. They had everything wrong. But you loved that movie. With this movie, you had a perfect, perfect setup. Other the than premise a boring of, villain no, the with villain no suspense. No, the villain was fantastic. The villain's much better than Stephen Wolf was. Much better. Yeah, I don't They're see that. Much, not even close. Not even remotely close. The premise of Batman v Superman, another movie you loved, started because Batman's having nightmares. This whole, the whole reason of Batman v Superman was because Batman was having nightmares. And the whole twist was Superman said the word Martha and that snapped Batman out of his nightmares. That, that is the stupidest plot. If you actually if you break it down, that is the stupidest plot in any movie I've ever seen. And you love that. But you hate this. And that blows my mind. I can't fathom this. I, I'm, just, I'm trying to fathom this and I can't <laughs> fathom this. I mean, seriously. And it's the same. And because you can't... I, I think it, and I before you saw the movie, I even told you, I, I told my wife, you're not going to like it. But I went in hoping I would. But I went into Avengers One hoping I would, and I did. I went into Avengers Two assuming I would. And Avengers One was such a fun movie, but it was such a simple story. It was a very simple story. It was a simple story. Um, one thing when I was rating, um, we're going to talk about this on a future episode. Right. But I've gone through and rated all the DC and Marvel movies separately. They're, they're their own um, columns. Of my enjoyment and everything else. Right. Taking into account rewatchability and all that kind of stuff. I have found, and this isn't just with Avengers, I have found that with a lot of Joss Whedon stuff, after repeated viewings, it starts going downhill. Not bad, but it loses its appeal after several. A lot of Joss Whedon's writing is about having that first impact. And the, and the quick wit as well. The, the quick, yeah. The, the humor you're Once you know the joke, right. it, it's not as impactful. I loved Cabin in the Woods. Right. After seeing it twice, I love certain scenes, but I don't like to well, sit again, there and watch the entire like, thing. For example, in Avengers, when you know Loki's making his monologue and Hulk just grabs him and starts beating yeah. drunk out of him. Yeah. That's hysterical. It is. The second time, not as funny because you know it's coming. Right. Exactly. Third and fourth time, but it's, that, it's that's fine. But certain movies, like Indiana Jones, you know, Raiders of the Lost Ark, um, Empire Strikes Back, certain movies you can watch over and over and over. Sometimes you see something new every time. Sometimes there's more to it. And this, and believe me, I love Joss Whedon. Anything his name is on it, I'll go watch it at least once. Right. But I found some of his stuff doesn't hold up as well. And that, that's fine. Over time, that's so fine. Avengers One, I have found as much as I enjoyed it, its perfection sheen is is fading. But again, dating back to DC, Suicide Squad, I watched twice. Second time, I liked it better than the first time, just because I was so disappointed the first time. But I still wasn't good. Still, I would say best I'll give a rating is D minus, which is barely passing high school. Well, my guess is I would probably enjoy Infinity War more the second time because I wish after the fact I had actually heard all the spoilers up front. Why? Because that defeats the purpose of seeing a movie. My my expectation for a movie like this is yes, I knew there was going to be another movie next year. Right. I did not know how clearly it was going to be a part one, part two. Because they had gotten rid of the part one, part two title. I didn't know how standalone they were going to make it. There were obviously going to be story elements that carried over. But I didn't know if it would be... That, um, that is one thing I will say that this was definitely a part one. Yeah, it was definitely part definitely one. Part no question. One. But, you know, end of A New Hope. End, the original Star Wars movie. Right. Darth, you know, you see Darth Vader, Darth Vader flying off. Yes, the Death Star has been destroyed. The Empire's still out there. I mean, the Rebels didn't defeat the entire Empire. They, they destroyed the Death Star, but Darth Vader got away... There's more to come. I didn't know whether to expect that style ending to this or a complete to be continued or what. But when they got rid of the part one, part two title, I was expecting more of a complete story with a strong continued element. Okay, that is one thing I will give you that it wasn't a complete story. Yeah, it, it's definitely not. But again, so, the, the movie's already filmed and ready to go before they change the part one, part two thing. Yeah, you can't yeah, I, you I, don't I change know. that. But still, I went in not knowing that. It would help if I knew... I'm just watching, you know, episode one and next year, episode two. And instead of it being a week-to-week television show, 
it happens to be 12 months between episodes, but they're, they're part of the same thing. That would have helped. No, going in, knowing fully what to expect would have helped. Expectations would have been set appropriately. Because I kept waiting at the end for something positive to happen. Some moment of hope, some glimmer of hope, some something. And there's zero. There is no moment of hope. I didn't want any hope at all. I wanted a complete defeat. And that's right. what I got. You got it. You it, absolutely got so it. So I got what I wanted and what you wanted. Yeah. I, wanted a, I wanted a villain. Just to, I wanted Thanos to be terrifying. I wanted him to be the destroyer. And that is what they gave us. They gave us a, a villain that is unbeatable. Yeah. And that's what, and that's what Until they gave next us. Year. Until next year. Until next year. Okay, still. He'll be beatable then. Right. If he's not beatable then, then we got a problem. Well, I mean, again, I, I kind of hope it's still a duck ending. I really do. Right. I, want, I don't want a lot of these heroes to come back. I mean, the ones that vanished at the end, yeah, they'll come back. But I want more death. I want more heroes. Right. Right. We'll see what happens. He's going to leave his mark. He needs to leave his mark. Yeah. We're going to see what happens next time. But yeah. looking at the clock on the wall, I think we've run this one into the ground for now. We yes. Will, we will probably bring this up. Just like with Last Jedi, we'll bring this up many t- times. Well, Last Jedi, you and I agree on. I think this one, you and I are on very different pages. So we'll still bring it up. It's oh, just yeah. going to happen. So, do we have a question for next time? We do. Simple question. Megacon's coming up on the 24th, but today is the 9th. By the time you post it, it'll be like the 14th. Right. Something um, like that. <laughs> what are you looking forward to most of Megacon? All right. Simple Good question, one. right? We did we'll every talk, year. So. Talk a whole lot more Megacon next time, and then yes. we'll record live from Megacon. Yes. Not, not broadcast live, but record live from the floor. And, we record and live such. every day, actually, technically. Yeah, so I guess, yeah, I guess we works, do. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. You know what I mean. Not just talk about it. We'll actually be in the midst of it. All right. Well, for John Paul. The B-Man. This is the Old Titans on the Geeks Worldwide Network, and we are out of here. This has been a production of the GWW Radio Network. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Also, check out Geeks Worldwide at the GWW.com for all the latest news, reviews, and opinions on video games, comics, movies, TV, cosplay, and more. Geeks Assemble!